Hello world! Long time no see. <clears throat> Not really, right? <laughs> Hi, well, how are you? I'm doing good. It only counts if you don't count those massive episodes we had last two days. Those were awesome. Well, I'm very happy because today we have another special episode. One hour, a little bit longer than usual, packed with the tons of awesome news. Ah, like I'm missing words to express uh, how good are those news. I am too. And so we should actually go check out all the things we missed. You know, first of all, I was going to talk about Cloud Skills Challenge, but I hear we're going to talk about that in more detail later. So maybe we should look at some of the other things. Yeah, let me here. share my screen while uh, you're uh, sharing those news. Let's check it out. Maybe they are not in the order you plan. <laughs> let me know. No, this is good. So the first thing I think that what you've got right there, that was actually pretty cool because the developer relations team, you know, build was organized in teams and we're going to hear a little bit more about that later, but the developer relations team actually has made these really amazing collections. So I hope we are going to share them in the show notes later. So it's a good way for you. If you watch the particular theme set of content to go off and check all the resources in one place. Yeah. So what, what would you expect with those collection? What can, could you explain a bit more? Absolutely. So the nice thing is, and if I'm not mistaken, the new collections allow you to combine both docs and learn modules. So it's like if you want to understand, say, hybrid workplace or developer velocity, one of those themes, if you go through this, look at them, right? You can actually check out learning paths. You can see the docs pages for that, like kind of that give you the overview of some of the, uh, the topics you want to talk about. So it's almost like I think it complements the sessions really well. In my case, I actually went and saw, you know, for each theme, they had like almost like a keynote talk on that theme. I found these matched up really well to follow up on the resources on your own afterwards. Oh, interesting. And yeah. after that, you were talking like you want to share some news about JavaScript and Java? Yes. So if you have those, okay, so this I'm excited about. This is also from the developer relations team. You know, one of documentation, the docs are literally kind of like the window for every developer into the whole story behind our technology, right? Mm -hmm. So what I really like about this is we now have community pages, community hubs, if you will, for JavaScript and Java, and more will be coming, I'm sure. Again, in the show notes, but look at this. Go check out the JavaScript one if you have it, Frank. The That's Java cool. one I was super excited about because it has a link for Minecraft. But the, Java, <laughs> the JavaScript one was amazing because, and if you can scroll to the tools part of this, if you scroll down, yeah, just leave it there for a second. It might help some of our attendees and participants later. I'm just tiny hint there. Okay, but, let, uh, me, let me have a look. <laughs> yeah, have a look, have a look. Just, just make sure you look at all the icons. That's all I'm saying. But I really love this because it makes you kind of like, it really gives you a very welcoming portal into all of the other resources. So you can go from here, check out what um, learning paths are there, check out what you know series like the introduction to Java, like web dev for beginners, JavaScript for beginners, all those series, everything in one place. Really love this. So yeah, that's one of the things I'm excited about. Yeah, so Rory will be happy to see some <laughs> Java again on the show. That's cool. That's true. And then you had something Office 365, Office, but Microsoft. Yeah, and I, I think we are going to have a segment where we go into details and cover all the stuff and build. But I like this because um, you know it's it's one stop shop to understand everything about M365 related updates from mm -hmm. kind of all of build. So 
I think, and I'm not going to spoil the next segment. So I think you definitely want to check this out to understand, you know, what Teams, Microsoft Graph, all of that. But also, I was super excited because we had a session on uh, Ask the Experts with Surface Duo this morning that also comes under the broader umbrella of this particular segment. So check it out, learn all about the various um, things announced at Build and links to the sessions. Wonderful. And after that, I had Power Apps. Is it also the same umbrella? It is, uh, but I was interested in this one because, you know, first of all, I'm part of the Fusion kind of dev teams umbrella and Power Apps is a significant part of that. Like we heard a lot in the keynote today, as I mean, in the keynote at Build, about Fusion Teams and how you know increasingly we're seeing professional developers work alongside citizen developers and business folks to build all these solutions. And low-code things like Power Platform are really important. What this was is a revised version of the Power Apps developer plan. So you can actually set up a free account and try out a lot of these technologies. So it has some updated uh, free access or free tiers to things that you can do. So I was very excited about that. Check that out. But of course, and we talked about it, I think, on Tuesday, perhaps. The other aspect is there are some really new, interesting updates in the Power Platforms area. And I'm most excited about the GPT-3. It's called Power Apps Ideas. Right. Uh, yeah, and it's kind of like you know the first product that uses GPT-3. Super, super excited. I really want to go check this out. And I should have, I'll put a link in the show notes. But April Dunham, who's like our um, an advocate on our team, and I think runs the Friday, she's a host on the Friday show has this really nice, succinct video that walks through all of these updates. So check yeah. that out. Yeah, it looked very interesting. And we had the Book of News. We'll the come back very soon. Warren yes. mentioned it. They put more content in there. So there's a lot of content. Really awesome. Like if you didn't have, like me, the time to, I, I think no one could watch everything they wanted. There was so many good sessions. I built so like if you need to make your selection and like kind of pre-screen like okay what should I watch, this is uh, a good place to get started. I don't want to spoil too much because soon we'll we'll be uh, digging into it. So um, but yeah, book of yes. news it will also be in the show notes, of course. Yes, hundred plus announcements. Wow. <laughs> really? Was it? Yes, that's what they said. <laughs> that's awesome. And then uh, of course we mentioned it. Briefly last time, the yes. Microsoft Cloud Skill Challenge. But again, we'll be talking more about that. Uh, really excited. It's still, still valid. Like the first thing I saw, I watched, I was going to the frequently asked question is like, <gasps> can I still work? Can I still, is it still time? And the answer was yes, because I have until June the 8th. So I was really happy about that. Yeah, and you should definitely, if you're interested in this, definitely stick around because we're huge fans of Cloud Skills on this show, right? We're always promoting it. But they did something super exciting for the prizes this time. So you got to stick around and wait for that segment to learn about something really cool you could do if you took up Cloud Skills Challenge this time. You want to briefly pass through the full agenda of today so people know what's in our special episode? Oh my God, yes. So this is a, actually today's a one hour special. So we have double the guests, double the fun. So I think we're going to start with a really awesome build recap, and I'll let you talk about that in just a second. But after that, we have someone here to talk about Azure Confidential Ledger. We're going to have the deep dive into Cloud Skills Challenger build. We're going to talk certifications all up. We have a, something about one-on-one -on -one consultations that I'm super excited to hear about. We're going to have a special file new project. We all know we want to learn about all these content creators. And then, of course, ABC, my favorite segment. What? And of course, like usual, uh, it's 
a live show if you're watching it on on demand that's also perfect so participate in the chat just at the right here oh, right uh you know what we have a special thing today like if you have questions put questions but i would like to know what what are your moods so uh, let us know like isaac here got cat catch in different mood so share with us which mood are you right now i will be very interesting to know more about that so all along and obviously at the end of the show we are going uh doing a call back to make sure we don't miss any of your messages. So uh, feel free to uh, ask your questions, share with us. Where are you watching from? I'm always, I know it's simple, but I like seeing those. Hello from, you know, Germany. Hello from Montreal. Hello from Switzerland, though. Our Switzerland specialist today is not here, but we'll still have certification. Yes. And let's look at that image again. What mood are you in, Frank? I'll tell you which one I'm in. I'm two. I'm two right there. <laughs> I think right now, I think right now I'm one because I'm pointing at Isaac and I'm I'm, I'm kind of laughing a little bit. <laughs> oh, I'm definitely like, two because I know what segment's coming up next and I'm just preempting the look that's going to be, we were like, you, you know what I mean? I'm like, I know what look is going to come soon. So I'm like, I'm just going to preempt and say, that's my mood. Oh, you know what? Another. <laughs> Talking about the wolf, let's let's bring it and let's do this recap developer news with Isaac Levin. Looking forward to learn more about that. That will be super fun. Isaac, how are hi. you, my friend? Hi, Frank. <laughs> hi, Nietzsche. How are you? Oh, my God. This is moon number seven right there. No, no. So I don't want to be screen capped again. So yeah, so thanks for calling me out again. Isaac Levin here, your tip guy right outside of Azure HQ. I'm going to do a little bit of things a little bit different today. So I usually do Azure Tips and Tricks. I show a really, really cool thing. But I want to talk about the developer experience at Build. So I think that's a really thing, like we've talked about Build for the last couple of days here on Hello World. And I think one of the things that's super, super exciting is just how developers can take advantage of some of the announcements that were made. Mm -hmm. So oh, I think one of the, yeah, yeah, let's just, let's just get right into it. So the themes of Build this year, so there were four primary themes. So the first one being developer velocity, and then there was collaborative apps for the hybrid workplace cloud-native apps that run anywhere, and intelligent cloud-native apps, right? So that's a huge spectrum of things. And I want to talk a little bit about each individual theme and some of the things that I took out of it as somebody who used to be a developer. I'm in marketing now, but I still like to think that I'm a developer, right? So talking about, yeah, so talking about developer velocity, right? So when we talk about developer velocity, it's really, in a nutshell, how developers can be productive. And you know, how do developers be more productive? By using tools and services they can take full advantage of. So I, you know, Frank, Nitya is people that are developers, right? So when we talk about being agile or being productive as a developer and, and make sure that you can move as fast as possible, there are a couple of things that we announced at Build that I think can really, really help that. You know, we, we talked about GitHub code spaces. We talked about some of the new stuff in Visual Studio 2022 that's coming out. Um, the first preview, as well as the, the latest version of Visual Studio 2018, talks about .NET 6 with some really, really cool things. Uh, and then we talked about this story, which I think will really resonate with you, Nitya, as our uh, you know Java extraordinaire, right? You and Rory being Java folks, right? So Java being like the place, uh, our, uh, sorry, Azure being the place for Java developers, right? So, you know, not just that we have this new Microsoft build of the OpenJDK, but also uh -huh. there's 
you know, whether you're running your apps as a container in Azure Kubernetes Service or Azure Red Hat OpenShift, or you're just using some of our platform as a service offerings, you know, like Azure Spring Cloud, for instance, like Java, Java devs will take most advantage of some of the stuff that was announced at Build this year. Oh my God, I'm so excited about that. And because you brought that up, Rory and Julian and Sandra, a huge shout out to them. They actually had a, a, a great session in Build, I think on Access Experts Roundtable that went through a lot of the OpenJDK. So this was awesome, thank you. Yeah, and there was, a, there was a lot of other stuff in this developer velocity narrative too, right? So one thing that's really, really valuable is, you know, making sure that you, you're, the apps that you're building are secure, right? So now you can directly integrate GitHub into Azure Security Center. So you can get code scanning, secret scanning right there from, and all that stuff exposed to you via the Azure portal. So it's super, super so exciting important there. Because yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's so convenient and easy these days to have like a connection string or a password, mm -hmm. or just some information yeah. that you don't want necessarily to be public. And then like you merged it by mistake uh, in a in a push or something like that. So like having your stuff being scanned and everything, it's it's really helpful. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And there's some great stuff content on Windows too, like you know the the dot eight preview of Project Reunion, which is kind of bringing all the different ways to write Windows apps together. There was some great stuff for Windows Terminal, like you can actually now set Windows Terminals the default command line utility um, for Windows. Um, WinGet, which is our package manager, uh, came the first version of that came out, so super super exciting. And then honestly, like one of my favorite things about Windows is now there's you know GUI support, GUI apps for Windows Subsystem for Linux. So you can actually launch things like GIMP, Microsoft Edge running on Linux from Windows running in WSL. So you get that great experience of being able to fully test your apps when you're building them that if they have a user interface. So super, super exciting stuff. And that's that for developer one, velocity. That one is part of the next uh, Microsoft update or it's already included? That's already there. So it's actually, that was rolled out. Um, we actually talked about it at the Scott Hanselman keynote that I was a part of where you can actually target uh, Edge running in WSL from Visual Studio. So like you click the run button in Visual Studio and you can actually pop open a browser that's running in Linux from Windows. So that that's was ridiculous, a wicked right? demo by super, the way. That super, was super, super ridiculous, yeah. right? So that's just yeah. developer velocity. And I think, you know, you talked about all the announcements and stuff that came out. One of the things that I thought was really, really cool is, you know, collaborating in this hybrid workplace, right? We, we talk about it all the time with everything that's going on. People are being forced to think about different ways they work and how you write apps that can, you know, tell that story. So there were some great new APIs that were added to Teams for Developers. Um, you can now do custom scenes for together mode. So you can actually, maybe everybody wants to hang out at Azure HQ with me next time we do this. Who knows? That would be kind of cool. Um, Azure Communication Services, which I've talked about here on the show before. Now you can actually directly interop with Teams. So you have the ability to actually send people meeting requests that are outside of your organization using um, built-in SDKs. And, you know, the, the idea of the Teams toolkit for Visual Studio and Visual Studio Code, which is super exciting, right? Giving you the ability to, you know, get really, really rich developer experience for the apps that you're building in Teams using the IDEs and the editors that you love. I think these days it's more important than ever since we, they has, like the people are more working from home because of the situation. And like, I think it will stay even if people are going back to uh, the office eventually, more people will work remotely. So having the imagination of everybody creating more tool and more apps or whatever. So having exactly. that, that, was, that toolkit is, is wonderful.
Yeah, super exciting stuff. And I know that we've talked about it the last couple of days, but I think it's something that we continue to need to talk about, right? I think Thomas, our good friend who's usually here on Thursdays, talked about it yesterday on Hello World. But I want to just relay, continue the conversation, right? So when we talk about cloud-native apps that run anywhere, right? Like literally, you can now run the Azure App Service family. So functions, logic apps, app service. You can run that on Kubernetes anywhere. So what that means is you have a different cloud provider, you have on-prem solutions, you can run Azure services in that particular context using Azure Arc, which I mean, that's pretty ridiculous. Was it I mean, uh, so East, East Jeff? I forgot, like what was the uh, the location? Jeff Holland. Yeah, yeah, Jeff, Holland. yeah no, Jeff US. Yeah, I'm yeah, still Jeff trying US. to call, get a hold of trouble of tech support and he's just not picking up the phone. It's kind of a bummer. But how this actually works is basically any cloud native computing foundation formatted Kubernetes cluster can go on Azure Arc now. So that's what allows you to use GCP, AWS, and on-prem solutions that are, K are Kubernetes, allow you to connect into Azure Arc. So super, super exciting. There's also a general availability announcement for Azure Stack HCI, which is the hyper-converged infrastructure. So that basically is like Azure Arc enabled out of the box. So that's super, super exciting. And one thing that's really, really cool for developers is now there are all these great samples that are available, um, scenario-based accelerators that are on GitHub. Right, so we'll provide a link to that in the show notes where you can actually take a look at some of the experiences and how to build, start building these apps in a way that's really, really meaningful. So, and then finally, as I wrap up, I think, you know, intelligent cloud native apps everywhere, right? So super, super exciting. You know, some of the things that I thought were really, really impactful to me as somebody who is always trying to figure out new ways to take advantage of some of the great innovations that are being done in the developer world, right? So for instance, Azure Cosmos DB, right? Great solution for distributed data data uh, data systems, right? So now you can run it serverless, which I don't even know, understand how that works. Like, I mean, I'm not smart enough and I don't need to be smart enough because somebody already figured it out. But being able to run distributed data services anywhere in the world, like really, really, really low latency, like ridiculous SLAs, but now you can run them in a serverless context. So it's even more cost effective for you. Yeah. And then finally, we talked about things like, we've talked about things like Azure Metrics Advisor in the past and other things that are really, really great for, and cognitive services for AI. But now all these things are kind of going under one, under, under one new umbrella called Azure Applied AI Services. So what that basically is, it's you know, a more frictionless way uh, for you to use AI for common scenarios. Like you don't need to be a machine learning expert. You don't need to be super skilled in all these different facets. You can just take advantage of the services that are being built for you and get all this rich, rich innovation. So that's my really quick wrap up of build. I mean, I, I think I just did the whole two days in like nine minutes. So, I mean, uh, I, I did something good, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And if yeah. people want to know more, we did, like you mentioned, cover yesterday Azure Arc. And yeah. Tuesday, it was uh, with Mark Brown, the PM of uh, CosmoDB. Yeah. He explained with us a lot of uh, those news. So, so if people want to know more, uh, previous episode, cover it. Yeah, and we'll put it all in the show notes, book of news as well. Like, awesome. So Frank, Nitya, always great to see you. Take care. Thank you. That was an amazing wrap up. And hey, coincidentally, I think we're going to have right after this, Brendan Burke's talking our Azure Arc. So this is cool. But I guess it's time for our next segment. And we have one of our new guests, right, Frank? Yes. Well, is he? Yeah. Well, I'm going to say for Thursdays. Okay. So 
Let's welcome Dean Bryan, and we're going to talk about Azure Confidential Ledger. Hi, Dean. How are you doing? Hey, Nitya. Hi, Frank. How are you doing? Fine, fine. Nice to see you. <laughs> so we hear you're going to tell us about Azure Confidential Ledger. What is it, and what do we need to know to get started? Yeah, so Azure Confidential Ledger, um, I think it's easier if we break it down into the, the two kind of keywords there, with confidential and ledger. We kind of okay. split it up. So I think to understand what Azure Confidential Compute, uh, Azure Confidential Ledger is, we need to understand what Azure, Azure Confidential Compute is. Um, mm -hmm. So historically, we've been able to encrypt our data at rest. We've encrypted our data in transit. But with confidential computing, what we're able to do is to encrypt our data uh, in use, so when our data is actually being used. Uh, and this is pretty cool. It's relatively new technology using uh, what's known as trusted execution environments. What that basically means is that TLS for our encryption in transit terminates inside a hardware-based enclave on the underlying machine, um, giving you the highest level of security possible, meaning that things can't be tampered with or anything can be seen in memory, et cetera. Um, the, these trusted execution environments are part of a larger initiative. Um, there's a group of companies called the Confidential Computing Consortium, which are kind of joined together to um, to develop this technology and research this new technology. And there's some really good open source projects for it. Um, and we launched a couple of years ago virtual machines which have these hardware encrypted enclaves on them. And we launched a product called Azure Confidential Computing. And that's kind of evolved over time. We have now Confidential SQL. So the ultimate goal, Nitya, is really what we envision is with confidential computing is to have encrypt our data in use the same way that we can just tick a box and encrypt our data at rest in Azure Storage or something like that, right? Right. So what are we talking about in terms of, um, I think you mentioned ledger, you mentioned like yeah. confidential, bringing them together. What are the yes. other features you need to know about? Yeah, so the, the ledger side of it, I guess, I don't know if people use this term anymore, but it reminds me of like my my dad keeping his bookkeeping records, right? He'd have a ledger yes. of the records, right? It's kind of yes. old school. And it's resurfaced more recently, the term, I guess, with the rise of blockchain and blockchain technology, right? Um, yes. And for those that are watching and like, I heard the word blockchain, I don't know what it is. Here's Dean's whirlwind tour of what on earth blockchain is. Um, but basically, it means that uh, each uh, block in a chain is cryptographically references the previous block. So uh, that means if somebody tampered with a block in the chain, the cryptographic verification would fail, right? So you would know if an, a block in that chain had been tampered with, modified, or, or deleted, meaning that we just basically, what it gives us is better integrity of our data. This is, a, this is effectively that chain of trust that you're establishing in, in order exactly. to make sure that this has, yes, yeah. Yeah, so exactly. So bringing the two together, as you can imagine, these technologies combined, the confidential mm -hmm. computing and the, the blockchain ledger, uh, enables us to create uh, some good use cases some very useful use cases for auditing purposes right in the enterprises it's really important so basically announced in public preview here at build so some news as well um the azure confidential ledger is a tamper proof audit logging capability for services it's a managed decentralized ledger backed by blockchain running on hardware backed secure enclaves in azure confidential computing so that after the fact you have a guarantee that nobody has touched your code or your data that you wasn't expecting to touch in with it. Um, there are already a bunch of logging services and ledger services available, right? But mm -hmm. what differentiates this is that it's tamper proof. 
and it's an append-only log with huh. standard REST API capabilities. So you can verify it yourself whether the data has been tampered with or not. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you what an append-only log is. So you actually you explained that beautifully. <laughs> yeah. So well, the append-only log actually that's in simple terms what a blockchain is really. Yes. A, a blockchain is an append-only transaction ledger. Um, and it is what it says on the tip. New information can be written to the log, but previous uh, data stored in blocks cannot be edited or changed. Cool. So is Azure Confidential Ledger only applicable to like financial services or are there broader applications for what you can do with it? This is, oh. is a kind of ob is an obvious use case, um, yes. financial services. Um, but any time when a customer requires tamper-proof logging, um, this provides a simple solution for them to achieve that. Uh, we have customers in highly regulated industries uh, who need this to meet regulatory requirements. Uh, we um, have customers that want to have confidential document edits, um, but also for things like admin control changes. So somebody's maybe granted access permissions. They want that to be written to a log, which is tamper-proof. And clearly, you, don't, you want some integrity there in that log, right? Yeah, and I actually heard that you have like a, a video that walks through a demo of this that could explain this all beautifully. Is that right? Right, yeah, for sure. So, so let's roll the video and see that, and then we'll come back and talk about it. Certainly. So you can see here that I've got a swagger definition of the confidential API. And what I'm going to do is just use the Azure Resource Manager to go and create a new ledger here. Uh, when we create a ledger in Azure, we can specify uh, which keys or users are represented um, by the cryptographic keys and who's allowed to submit transactions into the ledger. So when we create that ledger, we're presented back with a network key. And this is used by the confidential ledger to allow us to verify that the ledger has been created by the Azure Confidential Ledger Service. Um, so we can verify that it's an authentic ledger from the Azure Confidential Ledger Service, not um, something else created and you can see here that we have this network key here and it's across three different nodes so it's distributed uh, and decentralized across those nodes so what we can do now is once we've got that and we've got them three nodes we can fire off a script which is going to send a whole bunch of transactions into the ledger uh, just to give it some some demo data and actually just for for reference the minute the ledger can support 5,000 transactions per second writing to the ledger uh, on Azure Confidential Computing, uh, and that's going to hopefully be increased uh, in coming months. We're working on increasing that. Stuff. But ultimately, we've sent a bunch of data into the log here, and you can see that the the data that's sent in is pending, and then you see that it's ultimately it gets committed into the log. So every transaction, we get a record where it's committed. And then what we can also see there is that we get a receipt, which tells us that our data or the transaction has been wrote to the log. So you can see the receipt there. That's what we're going to use to go and verify our data. So I'm going to fire up this other Python script that goes and takes a local copy of this ledger. And it's going to use the verification API to check and verify whether this is actually been tampered with. And you can see there that there's been no tampering at all because this hasn't been touched mm -hmm. since it's been downloaded. Uh, if I go and change, uh, open a hex editor and change one of the values like there, and I run my script again, you can see that I can verify the ledger myself and see that a block within a chain has been tampered with. Likewise, if I was to delete a block uh, and run that script again, you can see there the error says that there are some chunks missing from the ledger directory. So what this um, really enables us to do is 
have, have an extreme level of tamper-proof auditing and logging, and then they're able to self-verify that verified as well, Nitya. So a really, really powerful uh, tool and service that's now available on public preview, preview for people to go and check out. Oh my God, that was amazing. And I, I'm really impressed at how many transactions this is processing. What was the number you said again? 5,000? 5,000 per second at the moment with the goal to increase that significantly, yeah. So, I mean, this begs the question, like, um, and I don't know enough about this to say this with any authority, but do we have like content to get people started? How does someone who wants to learn about this, where do they start? Confidential computing. Uh, we'll, we'll provide a link in the show notes. Uh, you can go to AKOMS slash confidential computing uh, and find about confidential computing. If you specifically want to learn about confidential ledger, then you can go to ak.ms slash confidential ledger. And of course, Nitya has a way the links will all be provided in the show notes at ak.ms slash hello world as well. So people can go along and check that out and get started with the service today. Uh, it's just a REST API, right? You can use it in any any of your applications, existing new legacy applications to write a tamper-proof audit log in Azure. So pretty cool service, really. This is amazing. And I'm, I'm just in my mind thinking like we're a lot of us are doing more distributed, like in a hybrid workplace, all of this, we're going to have a lot more distributed communications and transactions. This could be a super cool way for us to explore secure end to end communications. Right. So super cool. Um, and I am looking forward to reading the show notes. We hope you'll come back and talk about this again. But is there any one thing that you want people like with any sessions or anything that you thought of at Build that people should check out in context? There was a session at Build um, around, actually, um, it was around confidential computing, but it was something slightly different, which maybe we can come back and do another section on Hello World about, which was around um, Azure Active Directory Verified Credentials, which uses blockchain confidential computing to um, verify somebody's identity. And that's a really cool technology that's coming up. Woohoo, I set you up and you fell right in. So you're coming back to talk about this. That is really, really good. And I'm excited for this segment. What do you think of that, Frank? It was awesome. And like, I, praise the calm of Dean who's talking on a, a melting machine is having trouble right now, hardware trouble. Uh, so great work, my friend, <laughs> it was awesome. But now uh, who are we going to talk with? Oh, you know where we're going. This is my, this is the thing I'm always like, you know, so enthusiastic about. We're gonna talk about Cloud Skills Challenges, Cloud Skills Challenge and Build. And we have a really special guest to talk about it. Hi, Navin, are you around? Well, oh, you're muted. I think you're muted. <laughs> See, we checked out the Beautiful thing about team. live. Beautiful thing about live. It's you get the real. You can tell I'm live. This is the best part, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm so thrilled to be back. So thanks for having me. Appreciate oh it. Oh my God, we are such fans of the Cloud Skills Challenge. So thank you. But tell us about what the Build Cloud Skills Challenge is all about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I mean, it was a amazing week last or this week. Wow. Time has flown by. Um, so last couple of days have been fantastic at Build. Everything happening in the learning zone from the student zone to the learn live sessions, but especially the Cloud Skills Challenge. And for those of you that have taken one before, um, you've had the thrill already. Those that like that competition kind of uh, angle of getting into learn and taking those collections and challenging yourself to complete for prizes, obviously. Um, so we did it again. And at Build, we had five different challenges that you could go through. You do have two weeks. So I'm gonna pause for a quick second and just remind everybody, if you were at Build and you know the event's over, you're kind of in that little hangover moment, 
but now's the right time to get back in and, and join and register for that challenge that you kind of had an eye on. But even better, if you weren't at Build, check out the link right below. You can use that AKA to get right into the Build Cloud Skills Challenge. You did not have to be an attendee in order to take the Build Cloud Skills Challenge. Think of it as just our launch moment for the next two weeks. So anyone and everyone, by all means, please go in, tell your friends, get in there, um, because it's pretty exciting. We What we did this year is we aligned those challenges with the four themes that Isaac did such a great job of kind of reviewing earlier. So, you know, for example, you know, we have um, developer velocity, right? So that challenge is we, we kind of had some fun with the naming of these things that you're, you know that. Um, yeah, I'm actually going to say that we might even have that, like we can even share the screen perhaps and look at them yeah. because I remember there were some interesting things on the, on each of those. Yeah, yeah, we did decide to have a little bit of fun with it. But for, yeah, yeah so okay. while that's coming up, I mean, you know, this is the homepage right here for the Cloud Skills Challenge. If you hit that AKA, this is the page you'll hit. And as you kind of scroll down, you'll see a, just a quick introduction of what the Cloud Skills Challenge is. And you'll see some wonderful faces on the right hand side of the screen. I'll get to that in a second. But really, those are our. Um, are leaders that you could potentially meet with and have a meet and greet. I mean, you know, I'll go into some, I'll do some name dropping in a second because nothing better than that. Um, so if we scroll down, you'll see some of the, uh, some of the challenges themselves. If you keep going down a little bit further, you'll see uh, here are some of them. So developer velocity is how do you stack up? And really in that one alone is where we're kind of covering some of that new fusion dev content that got announced, right? Yeah, so new yeah. content on learn to get into along with some Windows dev stuff. So, you know, really kind of packaged together to, again, developer velocity. We want to increase what you're able to do. Um, the next one, AI think, therefore AI am. And that one <laughs> is all about uh, the world of AI and uh, really talking about those intelligent cloud native apps. You know, so that kind of aligns with that stuff there. The third one is cash me if you can. Um, and that one, uh, if you scroll down a little bit more uh, on the other side, um, cash me if you can. Again, this is where you potentially get a chance to meet our everyone's favorite, Mark Rusinovich or Brendan Burns, who knows so much in that oh space and talk about that, right? Like, what would you do if you had time with, with them to kind of pick their brains? Um, well, I'm going to ask you after, Nitya, actually, who you would want to talk to. Uh, the fourth one is, uh, keep calm and meditate. And that kind of covers off some cool stuff in Microsoft Graph and Teams and like using that information to kind of, you know, build out things. And again, you learned so much about this during the event. It was awesome. And then the last one, a fifth bonus one is really, we're calling it Dev Mixtape Volume 1. And that's really an intro to developer skills. So really, something for everybody. If you're brand new to the industry or you're in the student zone and you're not sure what to do, this is the one for you. And that one, you can meet Scott Hanselman or Aaron Chappell or Todd Anglin and a bonus name that's not even on here yet, we're gonna update today, Corey Sanders. He's also wow. involved in this too. So I'm gonna toss this back to Nitya and say, of the, all these names, like who's someone that you would love to meet or what challenges are right for you? Okay, I'm biased, absolutely. And this is this should give you the hint. It's gonna be AI, therefore AI am. Because look at the people you can meet. It's like I think I saw Charlotte Carapony, Jeff Sandquist, and Nat Friedman. Yep. Come on. Plus yep. it's AI. So yep. yeah, you sold me. I gotta go check yep. that out. You get a little bit of time with each of those people. Yes. Yeah. So oh, it's so awesome to have you. And I can't wait to share those resources. And I hope you'll be back to tell us about it at the end of that challenge. But Frank. What do you think? What's your favorite topic in this? 
The mixtape sim really interesting. You saw me this drawing. That was me drawing on like I feel like it's interesting. But oh, uh, let's cool. continue with our next guest because the time is flying. So let's bring Brian Benz because Brian just passed the uh, AZ nine uh, nine hundred, the four hundred AZ four hundred certification. Hi, Brian. How are you? I'm good, Frank. How are you today? Very good. So usually on this L Award Day, uh, we have uh, Thomas Marr who's talking about certification, but. You're here because you just passed. And I think when I say just, I mean, like, was it yesterday? <laughs> it was yesterday. Yes, I passed it yesterday during build. Uh, it was the only time I could get uh, this week. So I, I actually did it. And you're here to share us, like, your experience about doing it, like, everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I can show you on the screen a little bit of uh, what I've got. So exam AZ 400 is designing and implementing uh, Microsoft DevOps solutions. It covers so many topics and it covers them deeply. Uh, but before I get into that, I want to talk a little bit about uh, what I had to do to um, work with the exam. So I scheduled an exam. It's the first time I've done it in my house. Uh, normally I go to a testing center. Yeah. And uh, so it was an interesting experience. And there are a few things I definitely want to share uh, with people in case they're planning to do that. A lot of people are doing that for the first time, like myself. Can you um, just zoom a little bit your screen? Because I'm I'm getting old, I think. And I like it's sure. for me. Yeah, it doesn't really, doesn't really show too much at the moment. But uh, yeah. Um, how's that? Is that better? No, I don't see any difference. That's okay. Let's continue. Okay. Anyway, there you go. I made it. I made it. Okay, that's good. Yeah. So, um, so basically, uh, when you do it in your house, there are several rules you need to know about. Uh, our exam provider provides a remote option now, which is nice with the pandemic, and uh, I hope they keep it more because I just find it much nicer than actually going to a test center and signing in and putting yeah, your stuff in a Definitely more convenient. It's easier to uh, fit in a schedule. Yeah, yeah, but I, there are a few things you need to know about. I mean, you have to clean uh, a clean desk. You have to have a photo ID, which you take a picture of. You take a picture of the front and back of your desk uh, you're not allowed to have any food anywhere near the desk. Even water has to be out of reach, uh, which I thought was a bit mean, but okay. Um, and then uh, nobody can enter the room while you're um, taking the exam. Also, during the exam itself, um, you can't talk. You, I tend to mutter to myself, and I got a warning that, oh, Brian, you can't do that. There's someone who's actually watching you and looking at your screen the whole time, so you have to look at your screen. You also have to unplug any extra screens you have. But yeah. anyway, uh, beyond that, uh, just talking a little bit about specifically the AZ400 exam, um, there are a ton of ex uh, skills measured. In fact, there are 12 pages of skills that are measured. Uh, and they do go into a lot of detail about what you need to do there. Uh, the good news is we have uh, a Microsoft learning path that you can use. In fact, there's six learning paths, uh, developing instrument, instrumentation strategy, site reliability, SRE strategy, uh, compliance plan, source control, uh, facilitating communication and collaboration, and also 
They talk about continuous integration as well as continuous deployment. And each one of these learn modules, some of them are eight hours. Uh, so there's a lot of study and a lot of prep available to you. Uh, I highly recommend going through them. But there are a couple tips I want to give you as well. Without giving too much away about the exam, everyone's going to have a different experience because they shuffle things for everyone's individual exam. But a couple of things I wanted to mention highlight, make sure you focus on integration and authorization. How do you actually connect things together from Azure DevOps and GitHub Actions into other services, including third-party services? Um, and uh, there are a lot of non-Windows topics. I was surprised to see questions about Python, Java, a few other things, as well as um, uh, some third-party app integration. So don't overlook that. Uh, make sure that you uh, Focus when you're doing your studying on all of the third parties that could be integrated with third party apps that could be integrated with Azure DevOps and GitHub Actions and things like that. And uh, last but not least, uh, there is uh, a couple of questions in the exam where case studies where you have a scenario and you have to go through the scenario and then answer questions about that scenario. So it's a great experience. It's a tough exam. I won't uh, lie to you. We'll, we'll need to bring you back, Brian, because time is flying and yeah. we have a very packed show. But thank you a lot for sharing. And again, congratulations. I hope the chat will be in fire for you with clapping. Uh, and I will see you next time. Thank you. All right. Thank you. And now let's continue right away with uh, Priyanka. And uh, she's coming back to tell us how it went, the one-on-one -on -one consultation during the build. Hi, Frank. Hello. Yeah. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. So, how? Tell me how it went. Tell me everything. <laughs> it was amazing. in In the last forty eight hours, we, uh, you know, met almost face to face, as face to face you can get with, you know, the digital event. And that was actually said by one of the developers, with developers from fifty different countries, and. You know, it was amazing that hundreds of developers and, um, you know, heard really great feedback from uh, Microsoft engineers and developers. They made a really great uh, connections. And in the feedbacks, you know, it was most interesting to see how in the 45 minutes they were able to, you know, unblock some of the technical solutions, uh, you know, they've been implementing because this was a specific time for them you know, to discuss their projects and solutions and also to hear back from them about how valuable it was. So yeah, amazing. Oh, wow. And maybe I, I jumped a little bit too fast and like I was curious, but could you explain what's your what's your role? How are you involved in, in that thing? And maybe a little bit more about the program for people who, who don't know you yet. Yeah, so I'm actually the program manager for the App Consult team. And the App Consult team is uh, a deeper version of the one-on-one -on -one consultations that was offered at Build. So, uh, you know, we are a global team and we have Windows and Azure engineers. And the Windows engineers basically work with developers and help them move forward their application implementing Windows 10 technologies. And also if these developers have, you know, a cross-platform investment, uh, you know, we help them bring those applications to Windows as well. And uh, Azure engineers, uh, you know, partner with customers throughout their journey on Azure. So from getting started, if you're just, you know, wanting to bring your, uh, your vision to reality, or you're looking to move from a competing cloud platform, you know, we help you migrate your solutions and, 
if you're already on Azure, then we can help you optimize. And also one of the most uh, famous, or I would say popular sessions we do is um, cost optimization, you know, because you want developers to be happy with what they are paying for. I so, think yeah. it's also a, removing a scare, like a ghost. Everybody is sometimes scared about like, oh, how much money will I spend on, on those things, those resources? So, Yeah, absolutely. And also, you know, uh, like Azure, for example, is so vast. So one of the biggest challenges for developers is what is the right thing that I should implement? And that's Definitely. where our team comes in to help them with that. And, uh, you know, since we are the voice of the customer, we are in the field. So we gather feedback from the customers and share that with the engineering team so they can improve the features of, uh, you know, products in the future. That's very, very interesting. So you're talking about like getting feedback and being in the field. So how developer can reach out to your teams? Oh, there's, there's a couple different ways they can. Uh, one is, you know, I would recommend follow us on Twitter. The handles the MS App Consults. We'll make uh, you sure know, to have that in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, we post a lot about the different technologies we are working on, and they can connect with us on there. We also have a YouTube channel, App Consult Insights, and there we talk about you know the new technologies and how they're Im being implemented with the different customers, and we invite our customers to the show. So subscribe to App Consult Insights as well. Very, very interesting. Thank you a lot for sharing. And I hope a lot of new developers that were not aware, not aware of that program will reach out to your team because I think it's very interesting and helpful uh, and it's a direct impact. But now let's let's bring Nitsia. Nitsia, what do you think? Did you know about that program? No, I was busy sharing the, the link to the, the Twitter handle because I didn't know about this. Windows and Azure developers, I think it's an amazing way for people to kind of get real professional help moving their ideas forward. It was amazing. But I know what time it is now, and this is one of my favorite segments. It's time for File New Project with Scott Hanselman. And today, he's talking to, if uh, let me say this correctly, Ifoma Emo, another great conversation. Let's roll. Hey, friends, I'm Scott Hanselman, and it's File New Project. We're talking with new developers that are early in career from all over the world. And today I'm talking with Ifoma Imo. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm fine. Um, I found your YouTube channel, um, and you're teaching people how um, JavaScript works, and it's really, really well done. I learned a lot about the two Boolean operations, about truthiness, and it seems like it's really resonating with people. A lot of you're getting a lot of great feedback on Twitter. Thank you. Yes, yes. Why did you decide to do this, though? I don't feel like you're doing it for the likes. <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh... I really decided to start learning JavaScript recently, about a few months ago. I interned with a tech startup here in Dubai for about six months. I worked with the quality assurance team, and I was hoping that after my internship, I would join the front-end team, but that didn't happen. So I turned down the offer to continue. And then I decided to like start learning the basics and take it very seriously. So I decided to teach what I'm learning, you know, to help one or two people out there. And to be able to teach it, I need to fill my knowledge gaps. So 
that's why I, I decided to start the YouTube channel. Interesting. So that's that's a very uh, common philosophy as a teacher, the way that you learn the most, you become the best teacher is by teaching the thing. And you're just a little bit outside your comfort zone. It sounds like you're maybe a few chapters ahead of me. So I'm learning with you and you're just a few chapters ahead. Yes, yes. It's, it's, it's been really incredible. And before I started teaching, I, I, before I started making the videos, rather, I write about the topic first and then I make the videos. But I find out that to teach the videos or to teach a topic, uh, I, there are some things I ask myself, okay, why, why is this thing happening this way? Why is it this way? I need to be able to explain that so I keep digging deeper and deeper to be able to make the videos. So, yeah, it's it's really exciting, but it, it's, it hasn't been very easy. What's the hardest part about making videos like this? Making it look natural? Yes, yes, making it look natural. <laughs> it takes a lot of work. Makes it a, hard, it's a lot of work to make it look effortless. Because when you look at it, you've got good energy and you're very positive and the audience like appreciates what you're doing, but you're doing a lot of work to get to that point. I am. Um, I just like to have fun with whatever I'm doing, but it still is a lot mm -hmm. of work. It is. So right now you're just getting started. You've got now five uh, episodes on your channel. Do you think you'll ever run out of content or do you think you can do this for the next 20 years? Uh, I don't think I'll ever run out of <laughs> JavaScript is very large and not just JavaScript. I, I love React mm -hmm. as well. There'll always be stuff to teach and stuff to talk about. So I don't think I'll run out of content anytime mm -hmm. soon. No. I think it's interesting because that you said that you only want, you said if I help one or two people, you didn't say if I help a million people or I become the next great developer advocate. Oh no. If I'm able to help one, at least one person, then I'm fine. Yes. If I'm able to help one person, then I'm fine. That's a really positive attitude because ultimately, even if no one watched, you're helping yourself. And if one more person Nothing watched, like you just doubled your advocacy. Exactly. 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 That's great. Um, which of these videos did you like the best? I enjoyed the one that you did on two number. You got really deep. You spent an entire video going deep on JavaScript, just how it does two number. Uh, I think I enjoyed the two primitives the most. Mm -hmm. Yes. Converting non-primitive values to primitive. Yes, I enjoyed that one the most. But to number was fun as well. I honestly, I had fun making all of them. I had fun making all of them. It was an amazing learning experience for me. So that's it. I had fun making all of them. I'm glad. But I really like the two primitive abstract. Yeah. Functions. I'm glad that you also keep your personality there, that you're not trying to just be very kind of boring and straight in the camera, you know, like it's, it's clear that you're excited about the topic. And I think that makes a great teacher. I, I do not even know how to be very serious. I have a background in acting. I started acting as a kid, so it just comes naturally. I'm glad. I'm glad that you're here and I'm glad that you're making content. Thanks so much for chatting with me, Ifoma Imo, uh, today on File New Project. Thank you. That smile. Ifoma, you just triple your help because I'm definitely after the show going to subscribe and watching and I'm sure you will help me with my JavaScript skill because they are rusty. <laughs>
And I like that quote, it takes a lot of effort to look effortless. Every content creator like knows what that means. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But now, yes. you know what time it is. No, tell me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure you got some butterflies. So like, oh, because right now it's ABC time. Oh yeah, with the only one, Nitya. Yeah, right we've here. got a bunch of new victims. I'm so happy. <laughs> Okay, so this time the only hint I'll tell you is if you paid attention to all the build segments, this should be a snap, but you never know. There might be a, a, a twist. So should we go with the first one, Frank? Let's go for the first one. Oh, this one is not from build, but it's the easiest thing. And I really like this to talk you through this. This is actually, it looks like a place where you would put all your old stuff. Like those are all garages. And it says open 24 seven security guaranteed. And one person's asking the other, why did you pick this place for all your stuff? And he says, they had massive amounts of space. So the hint is it's a three letter product and it's ABS, so. Azure backup, back services, backup. I don't know, it doesn't work. I don't know, Which any ideas? The <laughs> blob service. No. Azure yeah. Blob is good, but what are we talking about? This is Azure Blob. What? Storage. Ah, thank you. Who said yeah. that? That was Brian. I think we've got someone who can take down Isaac. Yes, so this was Azure Blob storage. And I really like this because I like using visual metaphors. And this one was like public storage, get it? Except the person is storing objects. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, like we should mention Isaac couldn't stay. So Isaac is our current champion on, on this yes. game. He couldn't stay because he was presenting somewhere else. But uh, yeah, so point to Brian then. Okay, let's continue. Let's go for the second one. Okay, let me see what this one is. Okay, so this is also one of the older ones, but this is kind of a, a, a simple example. So a request is coming in. So I'm happy to connect you to the right place. You have an API gateway. It's a whole bunch of systems. An architectural pattern. What architectural pattern is it when you try to break up something into lots of little components, uh, each with a single responsibility? It's microservices. Yes. See, those are all little microservices. I was looking at Brian because I'm like, if you didn't get microservices, I was going to be after you. Yes, this is one of my favorites because I really like to visualize things. So you can see a request is coming in from a client. The gateway is literally like someone like a butler who's like, yeah, I know all the people in this building. I'm going to send you to the person who will do this one thing you're asking for. And then there is this. I love the system manager. I don't know if you can see him, but he's drinking coffee. All right. This, this looks like an amazing game show. <laughs> <laughs> it is and you know what people will remember because this is how i remember for the rest of my life i'm going to remember that guy drinking coffee up there with his feet on the table while all the little microservices are working hard drinking, all right uh, we have time for one form Frank. drinking the know. two arms in the air drinking coffee i don't know that's not how i drink coffee but <laughs> okay if all of you don't get this you were not paying attention for the entire hour this one is actually inspired by Thomas. So I'm really sad he's not here. I saw his segment and I'm like inspired by it. Single pane of glass. Abra, you can manage Abra. all apps at scale across multi-cloud, on-prem, edge. You should have paid attention to Isaac. Oh, I, I, know, I know that one. It's so easy. <laughs> the first one is Azure. <laughs> uh-huh. And the second one is Arc. Yes. 
that's even an arc. I'm like, literally, I probably got the colors wrong, but that was the arc logo. Um, and I really like this because I kept thinking like, you know, the single pane of glass, that to me was what really captured my attention, the rest I've seen there. But the ability for you to see all your distributed kind of components and manage them from one place, regardless of whether they're, which cloud they're on or whether they're on-premises or edge, I really like this. So hopefully this will help you remember that concept. So Frank, I don't know, do we have time for one more or should we move to, oh, uh, someone else had the storage answer. Good for you, Kai. I'm so glad you got it. That is yeah, awesome. some people uh, got it in the, in the chat, like uh, Azure Arc. People are participating. Robert, also mm -hmm. McDonald, guessed it. So, yeah. Yeah, Azure Arc, if they didn't get it after we've been talking about it all week, that would have been disastrous. But you let me know. Do we have time for one uh, more? Let's, like, I, I, I want to bring some question uh, okay. that were asked that, the, in the chat. So we had a lot of activity in the chat. That was pretty cool. I'm always happy. And by the way, people are great because they have a little delay and they guessed it pretty quick. <laughs> and those drawing, if nobody catch that yet, that's all the art of Nitya, by the way. Oh, okay. So the question was like those people, they, they don't know who I will be picking, but uh, the question is for you, Brian. Uh, uh -oh. People are wondering, is it some AI watching you or it's a real person? I think it's a combination, actually. I think uh, there's one proctor who's watching several people, but um, I think when they get, for example, when I'm muttering to, muttering to myself, and by the way, we're talking about the exam right now. I assume the uh, home-based exam. Yep. yep, the fact that you're so, doing uh, it at home. Yes, yeah, so uh, I was muttering to myself and I got a little chat window that popped up saying, warning, uh, please don't, there's no talking during this uh, test. And yeah, so I think it was a combination because I, I believe, it, you know, actually, long story short, my wife is a professor at a university and she has a similar system and it actually notifies her when people are looking away from the screen or making a sound. And I imagine they're probably using something similar yeah. at our, our exam provider. Yeah. Kai, Kai is also uh, studying for that certification. I remember when I did my certification AZ900, I did it from home. And at some point I was just reviewing all my answer and I mm -hmm. kind of laying out like that. And like someone mm -hmm. called me, and said, Frank, can you please stand because you're going out of the, yeah. the field of the camera. So, oh, okay, yeah. someone is watching me. Yeah, yeah they do. That's pretty cool. So thank you for everybody with your question, your comment. We see the people mood. So people play the game with us with the Isaac mood, really fun stuff. It was on Twitter. So uh, Learn TV shared that. It was not me uh, improvising. It was coming from there. And um, I guess like, I think if there, do we have time to do one more? I Please? see, do we have? Yeah, we know. might. If not, yeah, let's try it. This let's one should be quick. fulfilled. Let's and it takes quick. 30 seconds, so we should be done. This will be the last one. Oh, yes, thank God, because I actually <laughs> promoted this. You better recognize that. I gave you a hint when we were walking through. Do you remember this, the JavaScript page? And I said, look at the code. Oh, oh OK, so I really love this. I hope you recognize Shakespeare up part. So what's the one word that they both have in common? Does I know. Anybody know? Yeah, I want. I don't want to give it away. You guys, someone else pick. Anyone else? Just guess based on what Shakespeare is. <laughs> but it's a tool from Microsoft uh, that helps you with web stuff. Guesses? Play, playwright. Yes. There you yes! go. 
I saw a really amazing demo yesterday on Microsoft Playwright during the segment with Scott. So that's why I was like inspired. I hope Shakespeare is recognizable and doesn't roll in his grave. But the analogy, the similarities were too good. So yes, they're both playwrights, and that is actually the logo for Microsoft Playwright. So yay. That's a good Shakespeare. That's a good so we're with Brian and, and fire right now. Hey, if anyone catches uh, Scott Hanselman's uh, session from yesterday, Playwright is highlighted and uh, talks about that a lot. So definitely check that out just because it's a great session, but it does highlight Playwright as well. Excellent. Yes. But for now, stay tuned if you want for more with Azure Fun Byte because Jay will be interviewing uh, Brendan Burns and they will talk about Kubernetes in Azure Bye. Arc. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. Have a good Bye. day. See you tomorrow. Bye.